Hi, and welcome to Gyno Appointment Overdue, a sports examination by women. I'm Sydney. And I'm Lucy. And welcome to our show where we delve into the male-dominated world of sports with our unique and twisted perspective. That's exactly right. <laughs> Sydney, today it's a, it's a tale as old as time. It's an urban legend that goes back as far as you can remember. Oh my God. I love it. I'm so excited already. What is it? By that, I mean the early 2000s. Oh, yay. This is Aguilera. <laughs> I actually don't know if that's when she started. Yeah, I have no idea, but that's a very toxic time for body image. That's all I know about the early 2000s. Ooh, bad time for body image. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Back when we thought Christina Aguilera was fat. Wait, that was no, no, no. That was <laughs> Jessica Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At some point, we thought a skinny girl was fat. All right. Hmm. Today, we're talking about, speaking of skinny girls, the Kardashians and, and their curse on, on male athletes everywhere. Oh my gosh. Wait, what? Think of them as like black widows, like luring men into some horrible pit of despair, don't you think? Yeah. Okay. A, two points right off the top. A, is it bad that I assume, I, I, I earlier in episodes established like, oh, here's how many people have to be on the basketball court at one time, or, you know, this is what happens. But the Kardashians, I just sort of generally assume everyone's sort of like, like familiar with, at least tangentially, you know, like, oh, yeah, by cultural osmosis, which is also how I, I know about the Kardashians the same way I know about sports. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm a jack of all trades. Um, no, I think everybody, I feel like they're more, they're more well known in households throughout America than like any of these sports people we talk about, to be honest. I think they're just a cultural a cultural touchstone, the Kardashians. Oh, yeah, I think so. Anyways, but the point is, okay, let me start off by establishing that the Kardashian curse is this idea that something horrible befalls any man who dares to date a Kardashian woman, a Kardashian or Jenner woman, obviously, Kendall and Kylie included. Oh, okay. I see it particularly with athletes, so that's why it falls into the realm of our show, but it people people say it with with everybody celebrities too not just athletes you know right at the time of recording there's been a fairly high profile divorce between oh yeah Kanye and Kim so yeah oh yeah yeah that one I don't know if we can call that a curse but yeah that that's happening as well I mean I don't um, know if we can call any of this a curse but we'll we'll, we'll get into this yeah <laughs> yeah curse or not um so that's kind of the premise of all of this and I feel like we're gonna try to figure out if this curse should be debunked or if it's if it's kind of legit you know Mm -hmm. Okay. So we start in 2007. This is the first high profile athlete that a Kardashian dates. And that's Kim Kardashian dating Reggie Bush, who is a very famous NFL football player. Okay. He plays running back. He's like, that's one of the guys who carries the ball. You know, they hand it off to him and he runs. Mm -hmm. You've seen him. You know that guy. Um, and he was very prestigious in college at University of Southern California. That's kind of his... That's his legacy, all right? Okay. Nothing too scandalous about their relationship, but in 2010, when they break up, I just find the timing interesting that that's also when the NCAA, which is the commission that governs college sports, right, finds in their, fi in their investigation of Reggie Bush and his time at USC, concludes that he was taking improper or that he was receiving improper benefits while as a student receiving almost $300,000 in gifts other incentives they revoke he has to he's forced to revoke and step down from and forfeit his title as heisman trophy winner from 2005 oh that's 
that's bullshit on two ways. It doesn't seem like Kim's fault. And also, <laughs> and also, isn't there like a whole thing about the way college athletes are sort of exploited by the schools and by like the, uh, the oh, video absolutely. games made about them, even though they're not allowed to profit off their image and all that shit? Absolutely. But at the same time, $300,000, like Reggie knew he wasn't supposed to get that. <laughs> Reggie definitely knew. <laughs> Do I blame him? No. Do yeah. I think he knew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he has to forfeit his trophy. The Heisman is like, you know, it, it's the most prestigious award in college football. It's it's a big deal every season who's in the running for the Heisman. And so if you win the Heisman, it declares that you were the best player in college football. It's like the MVP of the year for college football. Yes. It's a very high profile award. So I don't know if they made him give the little trophy back or whatever. But it's a bunch of bullshit too. It's not like <laughs> the fact he was receiving money. Like it's not like he was using steroids. Like, okay, he was getting an extra cash on the side. Like that doesn't mean, yeah. doesn't mean he still wasn't the best player. Yeah, just do do you find the do you find the timing interesting with his breakup from Kim? That is interesting. I mean, that doesn't that more indicates to me like do you think Kim like burned him on the way out? Like said BT dubs. <laughs> that's, was, that's that's all that I I have no proof of that. I'm just that would be the only thing I would think she could possibly have been involved in that about, you know. Yeah, that's true. I think it was probably more of like an open secret and then finally it was back it was revisited because there's no way that dudes in college weren't like, "Uh, why does this guy have a Lamborghini?" That's a dumbass college kid move because if you're gonna be making $300,000 on the side, like don't buy a Lamborghini. Don't be, don't flaunt it, you know? Yeah. To clarify, I don't know if there were Lambos involved, but the point is you would notice that somebody was, had this like source of revenue that yeah. you didn't have, you know? So anyways, just interesting. And then in 2008, Chloe, Chloe's my mm. personal favorite, starts dating a young man named Rashad McCants. Mm, good name. Rashad, Rashad, Rashad. <laughs> oh, Rashad. <laughs> in 2002, this guy is the man coming out of high school. He is the number one ranked player in the country, which, by the way, side note, mm -hmm. ranking 17, 18 year old men on their future prospects. Hilarious. I just feel like <laughs> makes about as much sense as dating a 17, 18 year old man. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. It's like. Oh no, like a 17 or 18 year old didn't live up to your expectations. Every teenage girl relates. Yeah, must be the woman's fault. <laughs> I just think that's funny. So, but he's like, people are like, oh my God, Rashad, you know? So um, he goes to UNC, has a really good, has a really good college career. Then he goes to the NBA where he's kind of just like, and that's when he starts dating Chloe. And like, mm -hmm. he has a couple of good years followed by an injury and then he just totally tapers off. In response to the whole situation with Chloe, Rashad states that his biggest regret was his highly publicized relationship with reality star Chloe Kardashian late in his career, which he said gave people the opportunity to doubt his commitment to the NBA. Without that situation in play, I'm a 60 to $70 million player easily. Oh, so he said he thinks his relationship with her cost him money. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wonder. I mean, I don't know. That seems like a lot of, I don't know. It, it's, that's a, you have no proof that that's true. I mean, you know. That's exactly what I thought. And then Rashad McCant goes on sports radio just a few years ago to try to recant his Ooh. statement, <laughs> if you will. No, but I mean, he gets on there and he basically says that he didn't, 
he didn't mean to make it sound like he was blaming Chloe for what happened. He just feels like when it comes to that super high profile celebrity lifestyle, mm-hmm. it makes people doubt your seriousness. And when you're when it comes to paying people tens of millions of dollars, you don't want to be doubting their seriousness, especially he says because he was playing in Minnesota at the time and kind of the impression from general managers, coaches, you know, fellow players was, okay, this guy's very Hollywood. He cares about kind of star power, basically. Oh, okay. And so he's he's saying not really her fault, more of the way he was perceived, but like that it made him perceived as kind of a, a star chaser rather than like kind of a fame chaser rather than a um rather than like a serious athlete that you should pay tens of millions of dollars. Right, exactly. On that radio show he says, Yes, the Kardashian curse is real, but only in our minds. Which if it's oh. real in the hearts and minds of the people, don't you think it's real in real life? Don't you think it's IRL? <laughs> and what a question. What is a curse but a, a belief, you know? And really... So in 2009, obviously, Khloe Kardashian and Lamar Odom, who was... Now, this one I vaguely remember. I feel like this is the first one that you've mentioned that I'm like, oh, I kind of... Because wasn't he on Keeping Up With The Kardashians? Yes. And him and Khloe had a spinoff show. So that really speaks to kind of the Hollywood lifestyle throwing yourself into reality television. You know what I mean? The only thing I remember about that, again, I never watched the Kardashians, but I think I would, ca- I would catch it on TV sometimes and you and mom would occasionally mention it, even though I don't think mom watched it either. But I don't think so. Um, Me, I did. You, I did. you watched it. Oh, yeah. The only thing I remember is her, her trying to prank Lamar Odom by putting a tampon in the bed because she was tired of meeting chocolate bars in the bed. That is like literally my only vague memory of their relationship. And that's actually why he got cut by his team. (laughs) (laughs) Because you fell for that. Because they were like, what a dipshit. (laughs) It's a tampon and Kool-Aid, man. Everybody knows that. Did you not get pranked in middle school ever? (laughs) No, but um, yeah, I don't know. He, it's a sad situation. The Lamar Odom situation, I feel like such a good guy such a troubled guy Mm -hmm. that I feel like it's very unfair to put any of that on her and even he is an avid critic of the Kardashian curse narrative oh so he's behind her and like and like yeah that's not on her that's on me definitely definitely he says that you know it's the what he said about it is the same people pointing fingers are the same people that made them famous even if you feel like it's all too glamorous and it's all too personal and we're hearing too much about them he says the same people who are saying that are the people who made him famous, which I totally agree with. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they're married from 2000. I mean, they got married out like three months after knowing each other. I don't know. Lamar was kind of a rising star at the time, to be honest. And then he gets traded to Dallas while he's married to Chloe. And that's when shit really hits the fan. You know, he like relapses with drugs, sex. He's having sex outside the marriage. So... They split, but I mean, his they split in 2016, but his NBA career, I think he'd officially re- retired from the NBA by 2014. So, right. Yeah. I, I'm glad he's kind of acknowledging that that's way more on, on, on him and his behavior than it is on anything she did. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think, honestly, I think what it is, is the celebrity aspect. I think these dudes, even though they've been super famous in the NBA, I mean, mm-hmm. you have so much clout in the NBA, but I think there is... An, it really goes to show nothing compares to that A-list, A-A-A-list celebrity lifestyle. You know of what I mean? Of the Kardashians. Yes. Where every, I mean, every time you step outside the house, you're photographed. 
everywhere you go, people want to know who you're with. I mean, it's just on another level. Right. That could be, that could be, I could see that. It's not really the women themselves, but like the, the fame that they hold that also then transfers to you to some extent can be really overwhelming for someone who already maybe had susceptibility to, to drug abuse or, you know. Right. And to Lamar's point, I mean, we made them like this. They're only photographed like that because we're interested. They are only as powerful as we've made them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really feel that way. People are like, oh, the Kardashians are a sign of the downfall of society. Or no, no, yeah. the Kardashians are going to be the downfall of society. I'm like, no, they're just, they're a symptom. Right. You know? If you don't like the fame the Kardashians have, it, they, they, they're, it's not their agency, really. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, and I guess, I mean, we, we can get into it after you tell me all the stories, but that sort of is my impression so far. And I think probably was just my impression initially when you first brought it up, which is like a lot of blame falling on the women themselves, which like a, you know, if the dudes are fucking up, it's the dudes are fucking up. That's on them. And B, if there is anything to do with the relationship with them, it's probably more to do with the fame, the, the sort of the notoriety that comes with them. It's not their fault. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know they've cultivated that fame, but like, Mm -hmm. they're not, you knew what you were getting into when you started dating them. At least to some extent, you know? And again, they don't really fall into the temptress kind of thing. I mean, they really are just family-oriented, hyper-successful businesswomen who, yes, are shallow and what they care about is how they look and how they dress and makeup. But Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not much. I mean, honestly, I think they provide a source of stability. Do you know how much I'd love it if they were like succubuses that could like drain the talent (laughs) out of men? Like, do you know how much more... It inclined I would be to watch the show if that the show was the would be case. way cooler <laughs> if they were actually like able to do that I know the truth about those women is they're kind of boring and and you know not even saying that with any you know malice but they're kind of boring mm-hmm. you know they yeah, just, that's why I don't watch the show they're just doing their thing and we've made them into this huge touchstone cultural touchstone to your point so mm-hmm. so then Chloe after splitting from Lamar dates friend of the show James Harden <laughs> Oh, James, I've missed you. <laughs> big boy. Um, big boy, James Harden. Yeah, exactly. And um, I don't know. He says that he didn't like it. The publicity is just not who he is. Uh, they dated for a year, 2014 to 2015. Is it a coincidence that that was his worst season in recent memory? His team almost didn't make the playoffs and he didn't make an NBA all-star team, which is basically just like the, the all best all best boy team of the league. <laughs> the all best boys. <laughs> best boys of the best boys of the basketball game <laughs> yeah yeah he got he got cut that year so mm. I don't know just something to consider but I think again it speaks to maybe just the stress of that environment I don't think it has anything to do with Chloe I think it has more to do with everything that came along with being in a high profile relationship right and also wasn't this the I mean from the James Harden episode I remember vaguely that you had said that like this he he was also like super unhappy where he was at that time or like was just like not really feeling himself on the where was he? He was mm, with the, not yet. He was in Houston at this time. He still oh. likes Houston at this time. Okay, he still likes Houston here. This yeah. is not. This is pre fat suit. James yes, Harden. this is pre getting fat to get Houston to break up with him. Yeah. James Harden. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. My favorite era, personally. But <laughs> my favorite James Harden is. <laughs> <laughs> I like fat suit Harden. I like fat suit Harden. Um, and then Chloe's like most recent, her current baby daddy. Well, it's always going to be her baby. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't usually shift. <laughs> um, Tristan Thompson. This one I've heard of because it was like, yeah, more recent and super high, super public. Tristan's a clown. 
<laughs> Tristan, tell me more about Tristan. I really only know him as the man who f- fucked her over and then and then got himself fucked over. Yeah, dude, Tristan's a man child. I don't know. It's so crazy how a person with the maturity of probably a 12-year-old can grow into a six foot nine, you know, 200 something pound body. Mm-hmm. without it, ever like developing emotionally or <laughs> mentally yeah that's really how I feel about him like I don't think he's a bad guy I just think the impulse control like the frontal cortex has just n- it never formed <laughs> yeah that, that's very possible wait wait back up though so the audience if in case the audience doesn't know who is Tristan sure Thompson. yeah Tristan Thompson plays for the Cavaliers he's a big man call him a big man because mm-hmm. he's a big guy rebounds gets the ball down low close to the basket that's his thing um him and chloe look really cute together but basically he signed with the cavaliers for a contract of 82 million dollars which is just yes it's just a lot of money i mean you don't need context of typical salaries in the nba to know that's just a lot of money so that should tell you that he was thought of as an elite player at this time was he thought of as a superstar no definitely not a superstar but a super elite role player damn even role players are making like 80 million dollars oh yeah dude and then wnba players like their best players are making like max two million dollars max um yeah an episode for another time but yeah so tristan thompson signs an 82 million dollar contract um and then promptly upon starting to date chloe he just has you know two consecutive flat out embarrassing runs playoff runs and this is when lebron james is playing for the cavaliers so you know lebron ain't happy oh lebron was probably so passive aggressive to him (laughs) (laughs) oh dude i can't even imagine i'd love to read lebron's tweets during that time (laughs) because i'm sure they're full of thinly veiled references (laughs) (laughs) yeah that should that's an analysis in and of itself but yeah i'm sure lebron wasn't happy i mean nobody was happy that was a lame that was a lame couple of years because that was when the warriors were just kind of thought of as unbeatable I guess even whether that was true or not they were thought of as such and then the Cavaliers just went and got basically embarrassed two years in a row against them um I'm not sure how much of that is on Tristan but it is like notable that his numbers fell off so severely upon starting to date Chloe but again does it have anything to do with Chloe probably not right yeah I mean, um, at most, it has something to do with the fame. And even then, I wonder if it was more of a, yeah. It, again, we don't know if this would have happened to him anyway. We don't know what kind of lasting power people like that have. We don't, we don't know what kind of lasting power he had regardless, whether or not he would have still disappointed with an $82 million contract, you know? I know. I mean, mentally, he is 12, and it is hard to keep a 12-year-old's interest yeah. for an 82-game season. Exactly. Even not dating Chloe, it's like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we should establish why we think mentally he's 12. Oh, yeah. I, think, I just think he's 12 because... He- <laughs> He dated on, he cheated on his wife when she was nine months pregnant. <laughs> I mean, yeah, with the kind the, of like not even, and the, then didn't they get back together? Oh, they've been back together several times. And I really do feel like that's a function of Chloe trying to keep a family together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, he cheated on her member. This is now this is turning into a Kardashians podcast, not a sports podcast, but he had, but they really are the star of the show. I mean, <laughs> at least this episode, this is really about them. More than- <laughs> Little Kardashian moment for once. No, just for once. Finally, they're getting their time in the spotlight. <laughs> um, yeah. So he remember he like had that party where he hooked up with Kylie Jenner's best friend Jordan Woods oh I do kind of like vaguely again like I've sort of like I remember hearing bits and pieces of this drama I just remember that like the the he was being booed by his own home court for cheating on his pregnant wife yes which is the dumbest fucking thing to do when you're dating a celebrity that's like very much in the public eye would be to like openly cheat on her it's just it's just like such a dumb impulsive move 
And also, you know, notably the most down to earth Kardashian. I, Chloe's kind of a Chloe's kind of an all American girl favorite. I don't know how to explain it. Like she's just like she's not super petite like the others. She's not. Um, she has a little more personality, dare I say, than the others. I mean, Chloe's a Chloe's a favorite. You know what I mean? People people like Chloe more than some of the other ones. People yeah. like Chloe, so that was a big fuck up. Big fuck up. You didn't just cheat on one of them, you cheated on the one people like. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he was getting booed at his own home court by the Cav Cavalier fans in Cleveland, Ohio. So Tristan, what were you thinking? And then he's continued to cheat on her, right? Several times. Yeah, after going on this big campaign to win her back after that incident with um with Kylie's best friend Jordan Woods, he like as soon as they were back together, he promptly cheated on her. And this is what I mean about the impulse control. It's like a person who can stay focused momentarily on a task, you know, just like he's been able to on basketball. He's like, okay, I, I need to win Chloe back. I shouldn't have done that. This is the love of my life. And he like yeah. hyper focuses. He's like, I can do it. I can do it. He's probably, I get why she like, I get why she believes him because he probably is being a hundred percent sincere in the moment. Like I'm never gonna do that again. I love you so much. Like I fucked up, you know, I'm gonna be better. And then the moment some fucking model is like around and he's a little bit drunk, he mm-hmm. it's the 12 year old. It's not like he's in, he's not like insidious. No, in that I don't he's think like, so. He's not like planning out the cheating. He's just dumb. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> exactly. I That's what I think it is. I don't think there's anything calculated about it. No, because if you were calculated about it, you wouldn't have gotten caught every fucking time you did it. <laughs> I know he almost wants to be caught. I think he kind of wants to be scolded. But it's mm-hmm. yeah. And then immediately, like after cheating on her most recently, he started posting on Mother's Day about her and what a great mother she was. And she was reposting everybody's, you know, posts about her on Mother's Day except his. So but I think yeah. they got back together again since then. It's just a shit show. I feel Yeah, I feel bad for that situation because I think, again, the Kardashian family, very close-knit, wants to keep the family unit together, and I think they try as they might to keep it together, you know? Although I say that after having breezed over Kim's marriage. Kim's 72-day marriage to to Chris Humphrey. I, Chris Humphreys, rather. I, mean, I vaguely remember this, too. Oh, this is like a blast from the past. I like, yeah, I remember hearing about this a little bit. Yeah, this one was funny. I mean, Chris, I mean, Kim got married to Chris Humphreys. I think I heard that they had never even spent a, a full week together because they lived in different cities. Mm-hmm. So they'd never even spent a week together. They get married after like six months. And yeah, the divorce comes after 72 days. He's an athlete, right? What did he play? Chris Humphreys is an NBA player. Oh, okay. He was definitely a role player, not a superstar by any means. Um, and then after the divorce, he plays for a little bit, but ultimately ends up retiring. And, you know, I mean, like kind of kind of goes kind of vanishes after the Kardashian marriage. It's mm-hmm. weird. He's he's a role player when he starts when he gets with Kim. There's like a lot more notoriety about him. And then when they divorce, there's nothing about him. So I can't say that his career was like ruined by the Kardashians, but I right. think his personal image was ruined by the Kardashians because Chris Humphreys became syn- synonymous with this kind of meme. Like 72 days the ha, 72 ha, ha. day marriage to 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 uh Kim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Upon checking in with him recently, he owns 10 Five Guys burger franchises. So it sounds like he's doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing good. Yeah, he owns like 10 different franchises in the Midwest. I think he just says he wants to be completely out of the spotlight now. And there was a huge NDA associated with that marriage. I don't think we'll ever totally know what went on between those two. Oh, they had a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, I don't, 
yeah, I genuinely don't think we'll ever hear everything he has to say. He per- he has said before that he thinks that the marriage was for publicity on Kim's part. And he mm. even filed for an annulment, which an annulment, the bar to clear for an annulment is very high. It's not just, it's not, you can't just file for an annulment for no reason. An annulment is erasing your marriage because it was illegitimate, right? Rather than right, a it's divorce. not just a divorce. It's like saying this was never really a marriage in the first place. Yeah, so we tried to say it was fraud. Obviously, that did not happen but you had a very public wedding i mean (laughs) i mean not that it couldn't still have been fraud but like i know it wasn't you guys weren't married in vegas when you were blackout we all watched it yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean i didn't um i guess chloe kardashian was like uninvited from the wedding for saying that she thought it was a joke basically for being like this is fucking ridiculous sounds like chloe could have been chris humphrey's witness (laughs) seriously he's like it was never real marriage and she's like agreed true so i don't know yeah they split up that marriage i don't know what to make of that i don't have anything to say i don't think that's the curse i think that's just celebrity i think that's falling head over heels for no reason people do that every day but we just don't hear about it because they aren't kardashians that's just regular person stupid (laughs) and i say that with love that is standard stupid (laughs) (laughs) textbook (laughs) textbook stupid nothing to report there um I don't know. Kim dated Cristiano Ronaldo. Do you know Cristiano Ronaldo? She dated Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, they dated. Yeah. No adverse impact on his career. He's considered one of the greatest players in the whole world. He's still pretty big. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No adverse impacts to speak. Uh, I think they just split up because he was headed to Spain and she was going back to LA. Cute. (laughs) That was cute, though. Cute of them, though. Um, and yeah, that's what we have. I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. Couldn't complete the list without an honorable mention for Kendall Jenner, who is notoriously into basketball players. She's dating Unlike the rest of her family. (laughs) 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 What really sets her apart. No. So she has dated a litany. It's not even worth getting into them. I don't see anything remarkable here. Jordan Clarkson of the Lakers, then the Cavaliers, who had a, um remarkably embarrassing playoff career again with LeBron James. LeBron James is just like <laughs> LeBron's the one suffering at the hand of the Kardashian curse. LeBron is the biggest believer in the Kardashian curse just because he's like, you know what? I think LeBron's the victim for once. I think LeBron might be the victim of this. Yeah. So LeBron's the victim of the Kardashian curse. She Although dates- LeBron probably would probably also agree with like, I think it was also just like dipshit kids in their early twenties. Like, Oh yeah. I don't He's think also he- just the victim of dipshit kids in their early twenties. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he wouldn't associate it with the Kardashians at all. He'd just be like, you guys are so dumb. Yeah, he might say you're dumb enough to go get involved with a Kardashian knowing what that'll like, the amount of like publicity and scrutiny that's going to bring to you. He might think that is more of a symptom of their stupidity than, right. you know. Right, you than know. the curse itself. So she dates Jordan Clarkson. I don't have anything to say about that. Jordan Clarkson is now having a really great career as like an elite three-point shooter. So I'm not willing to say that that's... Well, I guess she didn't suck them all dry then of his talent. <laughs> <laughs> She might have sucked him dry, not of his talent. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Cut that. Kendall Jenner, um, she also dated Blake Griffin. He ain't been relevant since he jumped over IKEA. I got nothing to say about him. Was this in the context of a thing or did he just publicly jump over IKEA? You remember Blake Griffin in the dunk contest jumped over the fucking Kia. I don't have (laughs) a weird car to pick. I don't have anything to say about him. Uh, Then she dated Ben Simmons, who can't hit a shot outside of five feet, but I don't think that has anything to do with her. Was that already the case before they dated? That's been the case, still the case. Every offseason, we're like, Ben, Ben, please get a jump shot. He's a great player. We're like, Ben, mm-hmm. Ben, as soon as you can hit a shot from even, you know, the three point or from even the, the, 
uh, free throw line. You're going to be great. Oh, can you not hit free throws either? No, 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 no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, fuck no. So uh, he's a hard no. And then I don't think that's really her fault. And then she dates Devin Booker, who this one, little cursey, cursey, curse was up two games to zero in the playoffs this year against the Milwaukee Bucks. That was this season championship series. I know, Devin, because we watched the playoffs this year. We watched the playoffs, and you know that the Suns were up two games to zero in a seven-game mm-hmm. series against the Bucks. He blew it. I mean, he didn't personally blow it, but he blew it. So I mean, the whole team blew it, yeah. but Yeah, so that might be proof right, right there. I mean, weren't they already dating when he got up two oh, yeah. games? So, it, I mean, she giveth, she taketh away. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she sure do. <laughs> yeah, facts. So those are our guys. That's our dating history. I don't have any conclusive. I'm not comfortable saying that the Kardashian curse is real. No, I mean, if, if anything, it's the curse of fame, right? It's it's the you're dating a high, high publicity figure. Um, it's just that with the Kardashians, you have, but you have five, five. <laughs> you have Kardashian Jenners. You have five available women to date and who are all extremely, it seems, interested in NBA players, especially, but any sports player. So, like, it just seems like the Kardashian curse is just like, no, when you date a very high publicity person, the public scrutiny can get to you, would be the only credit I would give the idea of a curse. And it's just that there's five of them, so they can, they, you, they just spread out the effect, you know? Yeah. But that yeah. doesn't mean it's on them. I really would push back against the idea that like any of this is on their own agency or that they, again, I'd love it if it was. That would be awesome. Yeah. But I wouldn't give them that kind of credit for this. I think this right. is just. Right. So in conclusion, the Kardashians would be way cooler if they were actually cursing these men. They probably aren't. They probably aren't. And I wish they were because that would be amazing. All right. Well, that's all I've got for you today, Sydney. Thanks for listening. Well, thanks for telling me. I'm glad I know about it. Um. And I'm glad the audience does too. Yeah, absolutely. It's something we all need to be more informed about. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to High Pulp um, for the use of their song Hukai for our intro and outro music. Check them out on Spotify. Until next time, remember to schedule that appointment. Mm-hmm.